Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Good morning, America, and parts unknown overseas. I think we're big in Canada these days. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ah, you know I love Saturdays in March, folks. This is my winning time. Hope you've uh, got some money ready to back up the brinks, win some college basketball pools. I am, just so you know, Mr. 15 Bracket Guy. I'm that guy. I will enter a bunch of different bracket contests. I will not you know, use the same bracket 15 times. I'll keep filling them out. I love the brackets. You do them once a year. Get excited. It's 12 days. Sam, you're looking at me weird. Uh, please don't tell me you're I don't do brackets guy. Don't please, Sam. Oh, don't. no. I just okay. do like two. Uh, hey, listen, two, eight, whatever works for you. Uh, I know they come out Sunday afternoon. Listen, Sunday shaping up is quite a day, huh? LeBron versus the Lakers out here in L.A. I know L.A. fans are fired up. I'm excited. Uh, but you know what? I, I've got to start briefly with college basketball. As you just heard, Kevin Ollie has been fired as UConn head coach. How funny is it when he won the title a few years ago? He was all the rage. Oh, he's going to the NBA. He's got NBA offers lined up. Everybody wants him, and he passes and stays in college, and now he's out. He's fired as UConn head coach. Apparently, uh, there's uh, they're quoting it as just cause, which means there could be sanctions coming to UConn. And that probably means he's not going to be coaching anywhere at the college level. Uh, so that's big news. Grayson Allen is back at it. And I don't mean in a good way. I'm sure everybody now has seen the hip check last night. We're going to get into that. Very crazy night in college basketball. But I have to start the show with the only thing crazier than college basketball in March, 
and that's what has gone down in the NFL this week. Have you seen the chaos in the NFL? I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in the last decade at least. Nothing jumps out as this many trades. Okay, you got the Rams acquiring basically two top 20 cornerbacks. Now, they've got some baggage, and they're now coming to L.A. You know, TMZ's very happy uh, about uh, Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib out here. Cab driver's not thrilled uh, about Mr. Tlaib, as you know his situation in Buffalo back in the day. Um, But besides the Rams, you know, you got the Redskins have a new quarterback in Alex Smith. The Seahawks kind of moving on from the Legion of Boom and Michael Bennett. And if you don't think that has any something to do with the outspokenness in the locker room, you just don't have a clue. I am sorry. We will touch on the Seahawks in depth later. But it, the fact of the matter is you can run your mouth when you're winning. It's all good. When things go south and you keep running your mouth and then you get an injury and all of a sudden they could save money on you, you just gave a team an excuse to move on. And that's what happened with Richard Sherman. We'll talk about that in depth. But the biggest story in the NFL is the Cleveland Browns. I know that sounds crazy, but this is what's happening. I mean, how many trades can they make at the end of the day on Friday at 5 o'clock? You know, everybody's like excited to get home for championship weekend and the brackets and all this fun and excitement. And then all of a sudden, your phone just keeps pinging because the Cleveland Browns are making trade after trade after trade. And folks, uh, listen, this is starting to get real, okay? We talked about this on the show briefly. I thought if they got Kirk Cousins that they could make a run at 500 in the playoffs. Well, they're not getting Kirk Cousins, but they still have a shot at going to 500 in the playoffs. And that's not some kind of hot take for a Saturday morning. That's real talk, okay? We've seen the NFL salary cap moving up and up and up over the last six years, okay? Since 2012, thanks to these new TV deals, the NFL salary cap has gone up from 120 to 177 million. It's gone up over 10 million each of the last five years. So gone are the days where you say, oh, they won the Super Bowl in March by spending all this free agent money. Well, no. Starting with the Broncos when they got Peyton Manning. Remember that? That offseason? They grabbed Peyton Manning, eight other players. I looked it up. The Denver Broncos spent $140 million worth of contracts in 2012. Peyton obviously was the headliner, but they got a bunch of good role players, and they won the Super Bowl. Teams saw that, and they said, wait a minute. The cap keeps ticking up and up and up. And listen, the Cleveland Browns deserve some credit. And and, and it's a fascinating thing. I just was talking about this with producer Eric before the show. We have now seen the 76ers tank clear off the books, open themselves up for salary cap money and getting high draft picks. And the process is working. But the guy who instilled that process is gone. Sam Hinkie is not seeing the fruits of his labor. Some other guy is swept in. And he's the one now calling the shots. And what happened in Cleveland? Well, you had Sashi Brown and his analytic team. You know, a bunch of smart guys from MIT and Ivy League schools coming in with their stats, advanced metrics. And they lose a bunch of games. But they acquire a ton of draft picks. And listen, this is what works. You've got to bottom out. And then all of a sudden, you've got a shot at rising to the top. And the Cleveland Browns, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, are in a great spot. They are in a more enviable spot than over half the league. You will not hear anybody say that because it's true. People just don't want to buy into, hey, 
You go 1-31 two straight years, and oh, you've got the most cap money in the league. Wow. So so let me break it down for you here. This is, listen, I know when I say Browns in playoffs, a lot of people are going to check out. Yes, Andrew Luck's coming back for the Colts. Yes, uh, Deshaun Watson and the, the Texans look like they have something. But the bottom of the AFC playoff race is a joke. Okay? The NFC is the one that's loaded. You look at the bottom of the AFC. Remember, Tyrod Taylor got the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs last year. They were not a very good team. So the idea of the Browns all of a sudden surging into the mix. Listen, there is a method to their madness. So they made a flurry of trades yesterday, but did not relinquish any of their top 35 picks. They've got four of the top 35 picks. That's incredible in a very good draft. That is outstanding. So they added one of the best slot receivers in football, Jarvis Landry. Here's a funny stat for people who probably play fantasy football and know what I'm talking about. Jarvis Landry led the NFL in receptions last year. That's a bit of a shocker when you hear that. Because, you know, it's usually, oh, Larry Fitzgerald, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. No, it was Jarvis Landry. 112 catches. Now, he's not super flashy. He's your slot guy who's going to give you 8-10 here. Uh, only had six catches over 20 yards. But here's the key. You put Jarvis Landry in the slot, and you got Josh Gordon on one side. And if we know if he could stay out of trouble, this guy's dynamite. Uh, Josh Gordon missed two and a half years in the NFL for drug suspension. Shows up last season, and it's like he never missed a beat. The guy's only turning 27 next month. Okay, Josh Gordon can be, he's shown he can be an elite receiver in the NFL if he's on the field and, you know, off the sauce. So you got another receiver, Corey Coleman. Uh, for I think he was a first-round pick out of Baylor. Talented kid. Didn't really show much last year, but he's with a rookie quarterback. And all of a sudden, the Cleveland Browns have, they've got some receivers. Like, whoa. And then the big move is at quarterback. Uh, I liked Deshaun Kaiser a lot when they drafted him, the kid out of Notre Dame. He was super young. Okay, this guy was 21 years old during the season. That, that is incredibly young for a quarterback. And he made a lot of mistakes. I believe he had 22 interceptions last year. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, the new Browns quarterback, had 15 interceptions the last three years total. He knows how to control the football. He doesn't make mistakes. So the Browns all of a sudden have a capable quarterback who just let a a mediocre Buffalo team to the playoffs. They've got four of the top 35 picks. They got a good young tight end out of Miami, the kid in Joku. They've got a good offensive line if Joe Thomas returns. I ran into him, by the way, over at FS1 a couple weeks ago. Uh, there's no secret here. Joe Thomas is trying out for television. Uh, but he's still in the NFL, unless he says, I I'm done with the head injuries. Um, he also tried out at ESPN, our rival. Um, so their offensive line is improving. It's a top 15 line in the league, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. And then you got a defense with Miles Garrett, uh, the kid Jabril Peppers out of Michigan, and and all the salary cap money. So you want to go out and get Sheldon Richardson or uh, Malcolm Butler, the former Patriots Super Bowl hero. Or you understand what I'm saying. The Browns have options. There's no better thing to have in life than options. Well, maybe air conditioning, but... Uh... I, I love options. And the Cleveland Browns, you tank, you win. We just saw it in baseball. Houston Astros, bottom out, tank, tank, tank. Oh, they won the World Series. It works. And this is a, pre, a brief aside here. This is what just kills me about my New York Jets. You know how passionate I am for the Jets. 
And, and and everybody laughs at me. Boy, you picked the wrong New York team, kid. Well, yeah, I did. No, I mean, the Giants have won multiple Super Bowls since I've been born. And, and I picked the Jets. You know, I was young, and everybody liked the Giants. Uh, and I was born in New York. I'm like, I'm not going to like the Giants. I mean, give me the Jets. They got cool. I like green as a color. Let, let me go with the Jets. You know, you're a young kid. Uh, of course, my kids like the Patriots because they win everything. Hopefully, that won't last much longer. But the Jets don't know how to tank. The Browns do. The Browns could say, hey, man, we're going to add Saquon Barkley at one. Now, I just for the record, I would not do that. I would take Sam Darnold. But listen, guys, you put Saquon Barkley in that offense. They got another kid, Duke Johnson, who's a good back, catch some passes. You got three receivers. You got a capable quarterback. You're telling me in that bad division where the Bengals are cratering and have been for a couple years, where the Ravens are rebuilding and, geez, Joe Flacco looks like he's washed. And the Steelers, you know, they're still going to be the cream of the crop there. But why can't the Browns finish second in that division? Uh, you tell me. I, I don't get why the Cleveland Browns can't get to the playoffs next year with Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, maybe Saquon Barkley, and whatever they spend in free agency. So it, it, it's crazy in the NFL. It's crazy in college basketball. Uh, a quick word from Mike Krzyzewski and Duke. Grayson Allen is 22 years old. He's not some college freshman. This isn't his first rodeo. The guys had incidents in 2016, 2017, now 2018. Okay? Coach K, you can't pull the microphone away from him when he's answering a question from the media about a hip check. That was dirty. That's a fact. We posted the video on the big lead last night, folks. Go look it up. The ball pack goes up court. Grayson Allen, frustrated having a bad game, sticks out his hip and knocks somebody down. You can't do that, dude. That's Bush League. And then after the game, Coach K's trying to protect him from the media. I didn't like that at all. And, 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 and Grayson Allen, you know, again, I'm not going to kill a college kid here, but he was bad last night and then compounded it with the uh, hip check. And the worst part is, at the end of the game, Duke miraculously comes back. They're within three. What does Grayson Allen do? He tries to be the hero. He goes to hero ball. He turns it over on a charge. They somehow get the ball back because North Carolina was so inept down the stretch. And what happens? Grayson Allen, I got to be the hero. Uh, uh, I've got to erase the hip check. And he tries to jack up a three-pointer, bricks off the backboard, and that's the ball game. So, uh, again, I want to like Grayson Allen. I want to like all college basketball players. What am I hating hating about a young college basketball player for? I'm not hating anybody. And Grayson Allen goes out and does this. And it is, it's an abomination, folks, that Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, won't let his 22-year-old senior face the music after yet another incident. I'm blaming Coach K, honestly. Let him man up, Coach K. All right, we've got an exciting show today. NBA fans, and I know we've got a lot of them on this show. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about with the exception of, oh, oh, Russell Westbrook cratering in OKC. Rockets lose last night. LeBron in L.A. So we'll do a little N- NBA. There is a lot of NFL, though. Okay, I've got a lot of thoughts on Richard Sherman. Pretty shortly, we will get to the NFL team that asked Darius Geis if he likes men. There is a method to the madness. All that and more next on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Bruno Mars, baby. Dude, we should just let this song play. It's that good. Hold up. Actually, Sam, um, 
I, I saw Bruno Mars trending on social media and I was afraid to click on it. And then I saw in like Twitter moments something about Bruno Mars and cultural appropriation. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. Okay. I was going to say maybe it was you were afraid to click it because it was something bad. Yes, and I am pro Bruno Mars. I know you are. I know. A- Eric, I any idea, Eric? Any idea what happened to Bruno Mars? No clue. See, this is good. This is what I like. Okay? We've got a team that we don't click and fall for that garbage on social media. Bruno Mars, I am ride or die. His music right now, I think, dude, I'm telling you, he is on par with like a young Michael Jackson. He's not oh, there. Definitely. He's not there yet. No, okay. But, but in terms of talent, dancing, singing, like everything about the guy. He's is, reminiscent of Michael. Yes. Absolutely. He should do all Super Bowls. He was fabulous when he did it. So his dance moves, he looked Amazing. like uh, James Brown out there. Yeah, he was way better than Timberlake. Tim- I thought Timberlake, Timberlake was good. You thought he was good? I liked it. I liked to perform. I thought it was very positive. Very positive. It was a little. I, I, Timberlake just strikes me as like. But it wasn't as like it wasn't as involved as others yes. performances. And I thought, yeah, Bruno was great. I, I'm gonna go ahead and call it right now. The two, my two favorite Super Bowl halftime shows, excluding the Janet Jackson moment, Bruno Mars and Katy Perry. You thought Katie? I thought you didn't. Well, what about Katie Perry coming in on that lion was pretty yeah, cool, Katie. man. Uh, what, which one was Prince? Like way back. Prince like, was uh, wait, three or four years ago. He did it in the rain. No, that had to be a decade ago. No, it was Miami it Seahawks uh, Broncos? Was it? was it? I don't know. All right. Well, he was great, okay. and Bruno was great. We just hey, we just gave you thirty seconds on Bruno Mars. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, just for you folks who are in your car traveling this weekend, taking your kid to a uh, basketball tournament or whatever, uh, we'll update you on any other breaking news that hits. But so far, all we've got is Grayson Allen's dirty play last night. We got the Kevin Ollie fired at UConn. And we will be on the lookout for any NFL trades that go down. Free agency begins in what? What is it? 72 hours, something like that? I think, is it Monday, Wednesday? One of those days. But bottom line, these next five days are going to be off the hook. Okay? March Madness brackets. Then the tournament starts. Oh! I forgot LeBron's in L.A. Uh, let me give a couple couple minutes here quickly on the NBA. Just because LeBron being in L.A. Listen, it's it's being overshadowed. We haven't even got to this, guys. Tiger Woods, by the way, was in like first place in some tournament yesterday. I don't know what it is. I only care about the majors. Uh, Eric, do you know what's going on the with Tiger? Valspar Championship. Right. Uh, how's he doing today? Has uh, he teed I think off? he's two strokes back. I don't think he's teed off yet. Okay. Today. All right. So we'll give you any Tiger updates as they come in. Uh, and the, the NFL trade stuff is going to knock LeBron off the front page. It is. It's LeBron regular season, okay? Uh, but quickly on LeBron. I got, a, I got a couple interesting facts here for you. I haven't heard anybody say this. LeBron has never played 82 games in a season. Guess how many games LeBron has missed this season. I'll give you a couple seconds. Yep, it's zero. LeBron has played in every single game this season. He's 33 years old. Why is he doing this? Ah, yes. There's always a method to his madness. It's LeBron James. He's sending a message. As producer Eric reminded me before the show, You know, every interview LeBron does this season, he's saying, well, I'm in my 15th year. Well, I'm in year 15. Hey, I'm a veteran in my 15th year. Well, this is my 15th year in the league. And, folks, we've never seen a player in their 15th year dominate the league like this. 
not Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's 15th year was with the Wizards, and he was not very good. He was good, but he was not Michael Jordan. LeBron is an MVP candidate who has played in every game this season. He just averaged a triple-double last month. And I believe he's third in the league in minutes played. So hasn't missed a game, third in the league in minutes played. Minutes per game, sorry. Well, Jason, what? why is he doing this now? Shouldn't he save himself to extend his career? No, 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 no. LeBron, folks, is in a year when he's going to opt out. And guess what? The owner of the Cleveland Browns, Dan Gilbert, who's going to be on the hook for a massive, colossal luxury tax bill. Guess what Dan Gilbert's going to say? Hey, LeBron, buddy, you out there? Um... Tim Duncan took less money late in his career to keep the band together and, and, and fortify the reserves and the bench and the depth. Hey, you know, Tom Brady, LeBron, Tom Brady took less money, spread out, so they could get more players and extend the dynasty. LeBron, can, would you do that? When Dan Gilbert says that, I can tell you right now, LeBron's going to be steely-faced. He's going to look up and say, bro, this is my 15th year in the league. I was a top-five player in the league. I want all of the dollars. I want a max deal. I deserve a max deal. And if you're not going to give it to me, and you're trying to, you're trying to nickel and dime me so you can keep Rodney Hood at $12 million a year, bye bye And the Lakers are going to be over here with all the salary cap room to spare. And the Lakers are going to say, LeBron, hey, what you want? Come on in, bro. Come on in, big dog. Come on, LeBron. This is the spot for you. Oh, did you notice? Lakers did lose last night. Lonzo was only one of eight from three. But did you notice how well Lonzo's playing? Did you notice Kyle Kuzma's third among rookies in scoring? Brandon Ingram's having a hell of a year. He has really made the leap here in year three. And you look around at the Lakers, it's kind of attractive. LeBron loves a good reclamation project, does he not? I made the argument this week on FS1 that if you take out LeBron from the Cavs, you take out Kevin Love, and you compare the Lakers, and you compare the Cavs, the Lakers by far, by far, have the better roster. And you say, well, Jason, taking out Kevin Love is cheap. Okay, fine. Well, you want to add Kevin Love? I'm adding Paul George. Because have you looked at OKC? Have you looked at what's going on there? Oklahoma City can't win without Andre Roberson. One in seven against playoff teams since Roberson went down. They can't defend anybody. Anybody. And Russell Westbrook's back 28% on three-pointers. Folks, so I know... um, I've been bagging on Westbrook for a good two years now. And I was talking to my guy, Colin Cowherd. And I said, Colin, did you see how Blake Griffin came into the league, destroyed everybody with his athleticism? Just eviscerated people, dunked all over everybody. And he never developed a three-point shot. It was almost like he was like, "Ah, I'm good. I can just dunk on people. I'll win with my athleticism. Never developed a three-point shot. Here he is, what, seven, eight years into his career. Still no three-point shot that's reliable. And all of a sudden, he's starting to lose that athleticism. Just a little. He's had, he's had a lot of injuries. What's going to happen in two years when Blake Griffin's 31? 
and he still don't have a three-point shot. Well, look at Russell Westbrook. He's turning 29 this year. He don't have a three-point jump shot. And the athleticism, yeah, he's still got it. But for how much longer? His body is taking a pounding. Okay? You can't, Russell Westbrook, go into your 30s and not have a three-point shot in, in this league. That, that's unacceptable. That's not going to work. DeMarcus Cousins came into the NBA, did not have a three-point shot whatsoever. Ah, but five, six years later, DeMarcus Cousins is jacking threes. You got to keep up with the times. I made this analogy that Blake Griffin was like that, uh, that drug pharmaceutical sales rep who just said, no, nah, I don't need a smartphone. I, I, I don't, I, that's not going to help me. I'm good. Well, you know what? All your colleagues in the field were using the smartphone while you had to pull over and go into a Dunkin' Donuts and use the Wi-Fi. Okay? It doesn't make sense. You've got to change with the times and adapt. And folks, I haven't seen that from Russell Westbrook. I didn't see that from Blake Griffin. LeBron has adapted. LeBron has kept up with the times. His body is in tip-top shape. This is a dude who's never had a significant injury in his career. So LeBron goes out. They lose last night. You know, hey, Clippers played, played a good game. The, the, the Cavs defense continues to be embarrassing. I believe they're 28th in defensive efficiency since the trade. Again, they're 6-5 since the big trade. They've only held one team under 105 points. That was obviously Blake Griffin's Pistons. But I'm telling you this, it's shaping up. LeBron's sending a message. I'll play every game. I'll play all the minutes. My body can handle it. Folks, we're headed toward LeBron to the Lakers. We've been saying it on this show forever. Hey, and if it doesn't happen, I will take the heat. I might open the phone lines for an hour that day and just get beat up by you guys. That's fine. I'm cool with that. And if it happens, y'all better call in and give me some props. That's how it works. Uh, But last last word on the NBA here. Houston Rockets finally lost last night, but it didn't really matter because the Warriors, without Curry, and yes, we're going to get to Curry later, they also lost. Uh, I've got some interesting Rockets stuff that could concern you. We'll get to that eventually. But coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Listen, being a superstar athlete is is very difficult. But these guys, three guys specifically, there is a parallel that all of them cannot help themselves. They keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And I'll tell you who they are and why they keep doing that next. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron with the latest in sports. Good morning, Jason. We begin in college basketball where UConn is firing head coach Kevin Ollie, saying in a statement, it has initiated disciplinary procedures to terminate his employment for just cause. The Huskies won the national championship in 2014 in Ollie's second season, but this season they finished 14 and 18 overall. Elsewhere, Missouri's second-leading scorer, senior guard Jordan Barnett, was arrested at 3 o'clock this morning by university police on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. Yikes. Interesting morning for college basketball so far, and we still have an hour and a half left on the East Coast. In the NFL, Adam Schefter reporting that free agent cornerback Richard Sherman will formally meet with the San Francisco 49ers today. 
while Marcus Thompson of The Athletic reports that Sherman had dinner last night with 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan at a Bay Area bistro called Nick's Next Door in Los Gatos. Excellent Yelp rating, by the way. In the NBA Friday night, the Toronto Raptors broke the Houston Rockets' 17-game winning streak 108-105 despite 40 by James Harden. The Blazers bested the Warriors by 17, breaking Golden State's seven-game winning streak despite 40 by Kevin Durant. Portland has won nine in a row. Jason, back to you. Wow, Isaac, let me quickly ask you. So this is Missouri's second leading scorer? Yes. And I'm assuming he probably is going to be suspended for their tournament game, huh? Yeah, I saw something on Twitter from one of the local media that the student handbook uh, says that uh, an individual who gets arrested is subject to uh, like a one-week suspension or something like that. So uh, I think that's in the Department of uh, Bad Timing. Yeah, I I think the only reason people will care is because Michael Porter, the Mm -hmm. NBA prospect, plays for Missouri. A, was he involved, and B, uh, is he going to be able to carry them in the tournament? That'll be interesting. Thank you, Isaac. You bet. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, my gosh. I, I This next topic, folks. Oh, 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 I like it. I love it a lot. All right, I'm coming to you live from, what, what are we going to call this, Eric? Dreary L.A.? It's like kind of a rainy morning. Yeah, a little overcast, man. A little overcast, so some drizzle coming in. I miss the sun out here in Los Angeles. It's been a little yeah. too wet here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, my, my boys on the East Coast are, are texting me how they've got their generator on in the driveway because it's yeah. snowing and usually power. Usually I have some family out in Buffalo, and usually about oh. this time they're snowed in and I'm wearing a tank top thinking about beach yeah. days. Uh, my kid had basketball practice this week outside. <laughs> you know, the kids show up, and uh, yeah, weather yesterday here in L.A. was tremendous. Uh, P.S. LeBron, hope you had fun in the sun yesterday. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And I, I want to start with a story here. You, I, I am assuming everybody knows the story of the scorpion and the frog. Okay, This is a, a fable for, it's been around for hundreds of years. Um, and if you haven't heard it, here's the quick story. So a scorpion needs a ride across the river. And he sees a frog and says, hey, uh, you know, frog, can I get a ride across the river? I can't, I can't get across. And the frog says, well, of course not, man. You're going to sting me. And the scorpion says, well, why would I do that? If I sting you while you're carrying me across the water, we're both going to die. And the frog says, okay, uh, all right, fine. I'll give you a ride. Well, halfway across the river, what do you think happens, Sam? The scorpion stings the frog. And the frog's like, ah, we're going to die. And he goes, dude, wh- why would you sting me? We're both going to die. And he goes, the scorpion kind of shrugs his shoulders and is like, you know, that, that's kind of what I do. That's who I am. I, I can't help myself. I stung you. We're both dead. And, you know, the moral of the story, as I'm sure you've heard this before, you might have told your kids this, you know, if it's in your nature and that's who you are, you can't really stop it from happening. And I look at sports, and I think this applies to three guys this week. And I don't want anybody thinking I'm, I'm killing these guys, but this is, this is who they are. They are the scorpion. And, and I've got to start. With Russell Westbrook, the darling of the sports media. Last year, he wins the MVP award. Everybody loves him. I think it had a lot to do with Kevin Durant leaving, and that's fine. Um, But they didn't win anything. And so, Russell Westbrook's out here jacking shots. They lose in the first round. Well, you got to help Russell Westbrook. He needs help. Nobody can do it alone. Okay, fine. Let's get him Paul George, top 15 NBA player. Let's get him Carmelo Anthony, a future Hall of Famer. Um, okay, we got him help. What happens? 
Russell Westbrook, just like that scorpion getting on the back of the frog, he can't help himself. He's still the same player he was last year. He's got to take all the shots. He's got to have the ball all the time. And he's shooting 28% on three-pointers. And what's going on? The Thunder are on pace to win as many games as they did last year after adding Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Whether Russell Westbrook has Kevin Durant, Paul George, Carmelo, whoever, this is who he is. He's second in the NBA in turnovers per game. He wants all the shots. He doesn't care who the teammates are. That's who he is. I, I, I can't kill him for that. That's who Russell Westbrook is. So to the next athlete who applies to Scorpion and the Frog is a fellow by the name of Rob Gronkowski. I don't know if you noticed this this week, uh, but Rob Gronkowski is, is actually still on the fence. Do I want to return to football or not? Like, this is becoming a thing. Credible Boston people are actually speaking out loud saying, wait a sec, uh, what are we going to do at tight end next year? It, it's It's real. And, you know, Rob Gronkowski's probably the greatest tight end of all time. I mean, I work with a guy, Tony Gonzalez. He's up there. Shannon Sharp also at FS1. He's up there. And all of a sudden, Gronk, who's still got plenty of good years left, is like, eh, I may retire. Well, listen, I know they restructured Gronk. Less than a year ago, Gronkowski demanded, I wanted more money. I want to be the highest paid tight end. Well, he got what he wanted. He got the incentives. He got paid. And a year later. Here's Rob Gronkowski complaining again. Man, I just want to have fun. He's a goofball. This is who he is, a party animal who wants to have fun and enjoy life. Football, eh. Do I want to risk getting injured? Do I want my career to end? Am I having fun? Dude, you're going to the Super Bowl every year. Gronk, what what, what more can you ask? Well, I mean, Belichick is beefing with Brady, and, and, and I'm now training with Brady's guy, and he's been kicked off the sideline. Listen. This is who Gronkowski is, the scorpion and the frog. Gronkowski, this is what he is. He is a goofball who wants to party and have fun, and now it's like, ah, do I want these hits? Do I want to deal with this? And finally, the third scorpion. And again, just a reminder, scorpion is not a negative connotation here. That's just who they are. Richard Sherman, the mouth of the Legion of Boom, had a great run. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. He, he is really a talented player, and in his prime, man, he was good. But in his prime, he also ran his mouth an awful lot. People learned of Richard Sherman from a Seattle game like f- four years ago where after the game, he got in Tom Brady's face and was talking trash. And I'll never forget the photo because you saw it, and it was like, holy cow, we posted it on the big lead. It's, it's everywhere. And... You're just like, wow, this guy really talking a lot of trash. Then there was the Michael Crabtree moment in the uh, AFC title game. Crabtree, sorry, yelling at uh, the NFC title game. Yelling it to Aaron Andrews. You remember that? Poop fest. <laughs> Richard Sherman loves to run his mouth. The media stinks. The media is unfair. Hey, listen, part of what makes him good is the running the mouth. It's in his nature. Part of who makes it, what makes Richard Sherman great is the chip on his shoulder. He's also getting killed now because he got dumped by the Seahawks because of the mouth. Do you want that in your locker room? If the 49ers, I believe Isaac just said the 49ers met with Richard Sherman. The 49ers are the frog here. Hey, hey, uh, Rich, you want to you, you come and join us in, in San Francisco? 
Well, I just hope the 49ers know what they're getting into, okay? Russell Wilson had won a Super Bowl for the Seahawks, and years later, Richard Sherman was still calling him a bum in practice and cursing at him because of one interception in the Super Bowl at the end of the game. This is who Richard Sherman is. He's going to run his mouth. He's going to talk about, hey, man, when Jimmy Garoppolo, are you guys ready for this? Jimmy Garoppolo has one or two bad games. Is Richard Sherman going to get asked, hey, should they bring Kaepernick back? Because you know the media loves that. And what's Richard Sherman going to say? Richard Sherman advocated for Kaepernick to come to Seattle last year. That's how out he was on Russell Wilson. you got to be kidding me. So 49ers, you go ahead and be the frog here. Richard Sherman wants a ride across the water. You know what he's about. If you think Richard Sherman, at this stage in his career, coming off an Achilles, is going to come into the locker room and just be that good soldier who, who doesn't ruffle any feathers, think again. The scorpion and the frog. I'm telling you, listen, if it's in this person's DNA, that's who they are. It's not bad. Rob Gronkowski, he's a goofball. That's who he is. Russell Westbrook, he's a ball hog. That's who he is. Richard Sherman, he's going to run his mouth. Now, years ago, and in the future. That's just who they are. All right, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I'm not defending the team that asked Darius Geis at the NFL Combine if he likes men, but I can. I want to talk you through the logic of why they did it. That's next. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah, we're going go to get to Odell Beckham eventually, people. I, I know. I, I Yes, I, I'm aware he uh, he falls under the Scorpion banner as well. Uh, there is an Odell Beckham video circulating. If you haven't seen it, we posted it on the big lead last night. Uh, let's just say it's not a great look for Odell Beckham, and he's got some explaining to do. Also, with some explaining to do, an NFL team that asked the LSU star running back Darius Geis at the Combine last week. Do you like men? Now, obviously, this got a lot of people angry, mostly on social media because, listen, that's where the outrage is. And listen, is it an appropriate question? No, of course not. But uh, let's play the audio because there's still a lot of unknown factors here. Um, Was the question, were they serious or not? We've got the audio of Darius Geis of LSU talking about being asked at the Combine, do you like men? Here it is. It was pretty crazy, bro. You know, some people are really trying to get in your head, man, and really to just test your reaction and see what your reaction would be. I go in one room, a team will ask me, you know, do I like men? Just to see my reaction. I go in another <laughs> room, they'll try to bring up one of my family members or somebody and tell me, hey, man, I heard, I heard your mom, you know, you know, sells herself. How do you feel about that? Hmm. Interesting. So Darius Geis is kind of laughing through it a little bit. The host laughs a little. But, of course, you know social media. You've got to be outraged. If you're not upset at that and angry, well, you're, you're, you're not in the, in the group thing. And I, I, I'm going to start here because I think this is a three-pronged situation where all three of these things can be true. Okay? So all three of these things are true. Number one, stop saying you can't ask that in an interview because – It wouldn't fly at any other job. Okay, the NFL is not any other job. 
You literally go to practice every day and bang heads with guys. And then every week during the season, you try to rip the other guy's head off. That's what happens in the NFL. You're essentially, and I know the war analogies are played out, but you're in the trenches all year with your team. And you're trying to win football games. You're in a locker room. Okay? This is not the type of job situation that's normal in America. Okay? This is not an accounting job. This is not a job in human resource. That's not, that's just, so that's silly. Stop saying that. Okay? I also believe that, yeah, the team was probably trying to get a rise out of him. How's he going to react to this? This question, is he is he gonna is it gonna be an eye roll? Does it rattle him? Does he get visibly angry? And not because necessarily of the question, but think about what happens on a football field. People try to get under your skin. They talk trash. They're gonna go wherever they can, mental warfare, you name it, to try to get an extra flag, uh, try to rattle you, get you kicked out of the game, whatever. That happens on a football field. I'm sure you've heard trash talk in college. That's JV. Compared to the pros, okay? This is the NFL, highest football league in the world. So the, the, so the second part is, yeah, I, would I ask the question? Of course not. Of course not. I think it's out of bounds. If it leaks, you've got a PR disaster, okay? Look at it from a risk-reward. When I made the decision to move out here to California with my family, we made a pros and cons list. When you're looking at what college to pick, you make a pros and cons list. When you're setting up, do you want to ask this question? You make a pros and cons list. There ain't many pros. There are a lot of cons. So you shouldn't ask it. That's it's pretty basic. And finally, if you are asking him to see how he reacts, and that's possible, there are dozens of other questions you could ask to reveal something about his character. Personally, I don't think that question reveals anything about a person's character. It's kind of a useless question. I hear they kind of ask those kind of questions when you're interviewing to be a cop. Like, I've had a few friends that oh. went out to be LAPD officers, and they say that same kind of interview process. They try, they ask you really random stuff to kind of throw you well, off listen, and see how you react. Think about it. You're a police officer. You go to a window, and, uh, to, hey, I'm going to write you a ticket, license, and registration. Somebody starts cursing you out. Are you going to flip out? I mean, it, listen, that's a great point, Eric. Thank you. But, uh, again, you can ask other questions. Hey, if your friend killed somebody in an accident, how, how would you help him get rid of the body? You know, there's a lot of random questions, dozens. Have you ever cheated on a test? We're going to hook you up to a lie detector. You know, you can do so many other questions, so I don't think it was a good question, but I'm okay with it. Does that make sense? Can both of those be true? All right, coming up next here on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio, Odell Beckham is in another kerfuffle. Wait till you hear this one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your fearless leader, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Blaze through that first hour. You notice we're doing fewer guests on this show, mostly because I just, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. I mean, this is, you know, March is my favorite month of the year for sports because of this March Madness tournament. Also, now you've got the NFL trades just all over the place. A lot of NFL here today, and uh, NFL free agency starts. You've got NBA season winding down. Just the storylines galore. Um, I actually do, I have to admit, though, in a World Cup year, 
I put the World Cup above March Madness. I, and I know there's going to be, I see Nick shaking his head in there. I know the USA's not in it. That's fine. I get that. America. Uh, once every four years, uh, it, it, the World Cup, I mean, come on, you, you can't compete with that. Uh, all right, so we we did some March Madness. We, we touched on the Grayson Allen situation. We've done a little NBA. I don't know, Nick, if you heard any of it driving in. We see Nick today, you know, the big, big Lakers honk. LeBron's in town. I'm sure he paid $8,000 for front row tickets for Sunday. future Lakers. <laughs> so for Sunday's game. We'll get to LeBron in a little bit. The Steph Curry injury is significant. We'll get to that. I, I do have to start here, though, in hour number two. Odell Beckham is in the news again, and it's not good. It's always not good with him. Have you, have you guys noticed that? It just seems to me like every single time we're talking about Odell Beckham, it's in a negative light. And no, this is not because he blocked me on social media for something I said on TV that he saw and he hated. Okay? I don't have a, I don't carry vendettas that way. I have said, yes, I would trade Odell Beckham. He is a headache. I talked to a lot of coaches, a lot of former NFL GMs. They always, they come through FS1 every week. I'm trying to pick their brains. I'm trying to learn. And the thing they overwhelmingly say is, we don't like distractions. Odell Beckham is a constant distraction. So if you haven't seen the video, you can go to the big lead. It's on the site. It, it ain't good. Okay? It's not good. I'll describe it if you don't have internet access. Uh-oh. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Uh, all right, so here, here's the video. Odell Beckham did not know he was being recorded, obviously. He's in bed with a woman. They're fully clothed. Don't worry. He's got like a box of pizza open in his lap. And the camera kind of pans to the girl. And you can see a, a brown cigarette in Odell Beckham's hand. I, I'm not going to speculate. We don't know that it's a blunt. We don't. It could be a clove. Well, who knows what it is? He's got a brown cigarette in his hand. And, of course, because the internet loves a good slow motion, when they panned over to the female, who we don't know who it is, there is a credit card in her hand, and there is a white substance on, what is it on, like a piece of paper? It's on something. But it's clear it's white lines. Okay? You do the math. I'm not out here to blast Odell Beckham. I'm just telling you what's in the video that has now circulated and is uh, it's, it's going to become another headache for the New York Giants because that's what Odell Beckham does. Okay? I know the media members love to jock Odell Beckham and protect him and, oh, he's so great. and all. They need Odell Beckham to talk to him because he's, he's, he's one of the most famous players in football. Young kids love him. He made that catch. Since he made that catch, he's buddies with Drake and Bieber and you name it. Okay? Uh, let's be real. He is tremendously talented. His first two seasons were historic numbers on pace for Moss and uh, Jerry Rice, all that stuff. I can do without the fighting Josh Norman a few years ago. I can do without the proposing to a kicking net. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on the urinating like a dog on a hydrant celebration after a touchdown. But I get it. He wants to build a brand. Right? This is this is part WWE, right? This is part uh Ooh, yeah. football. This is part acting. It's everything. And to build your brain, you kind of act like a clown. Look at Rob Gronkowski. He's in the same boat. He's a goofball. Okay? It led to Odell Beckham's actions. 
Odell Beckham getting the richest shoe deal of any player in the NFL. Okay? Nike's like, oh, geez, young people like Odell? Boom, we're in. Well, did you see what happened Friday? Very interesting. Mike Evans of Tampa, their great receiver, he was drafted before Odell Beckham. And I know they're different kinds of receivers, okay? Mike Evans got $55 million guaranteed. Largest number ever for receiver. He's averaging $16.5 million a year. Okay? Antonio Brown is the highest paid receiver at 17 mil. Odell Beckham is at 16.5. Uh, I'm sorry. Mike Evans is at 16.5. Odell Beckham has said he wants 20. He wants 3 million more a year than Antonio Brown. Okay? So Mike Evans just got one of the richest deals ever. Antonio Brown is the highest paid receiver in the league. And Antonio uh, Brown is probably better, right? We would say Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. Who am I missing, guys? Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and is Odell Beckham the third best receiver in the league? I mean, New Hopkins is up there. Is uh, it's Odell Beckham's a top five receiver? We could say that, right, with some confidence. Yeah, yeah. that's where we were, we were trying. We're like we were trying to rattle them off. So yeah, we got to give AB Julio, Julio. Hopkins is, has to be up there. AJ Green, AJ, AJ Green's very good. Uh, Odell's top five. We'll just say that for sure. Mike Evans is top ten. I think we could say confidently. Okay. So Odell Beckham said he wants twenty million a year. He's a headache. He's a talented headache. He's only 25. I told you last hour about the story of the scorpion and the frog. And if you happen to miss it, scorpion wants a ride across the river. Frog says, dude, I'm not giving you a ride. You're going to sting me. That's what scorpions do. Scorpion says, why would I sting you? You, I'll kill both of us. We'll drown. Frog says, all right, fine. Yeah, he wouldn't be that stupid to sting me. So they go across the river. Halfway through, guess what happens? Scorpion, pop, stings him. Frog, his last dying words, well, why would you do that? Now we're going to die. Scorpion, hey, man, that, that's what I do. It's in my nature. I, I, that's just who I am. Folks, we now know who Odell Beckham is. A bit of a clown show. Wants all the attention. Wants all the money. How many playoff games have the Giants won with Odell Beckham? I, I, I've lost track, guys. Four years in the league, I, I, oh, no, none. So, so for fun, I went through the last one, two, three, four, seven years of the Super Bowl winners. The last seven Super Bowl winners. I'm about to tell you the best receiver on the last seven teams to win the Super Bowl. You ready for this? This past year, Alshon Jeffrey, we would agree, right? Best receiver on the Eagles. Not a first-round pick. Not making anywhere near $17 million a year. Julian, Julian, Julian Edelman, Patriots, former college quarterback. He's not paid that well. Demarius Thomas, first-round receiver, Denver, very good. Kind of tailed off a little bit, right, lately? It's a different story when Peyton Manning's not your quarterback. So Alshon Jeffrey, Edelman, Demarius Thomas, and then either Edelman again or Danny Amendola, either one. Doug Baldwin. Of the Seahawks. What's he making? Anybody? Any clue? That's what I thought. And then I would say Anquan Bolden or Torrey Smith from that Ravens team. Folks, come on. Do you need a superstar receiver to win in the NFL? Do you need the highest paid player on your team to be a wide receiver? Think about it. This is basic. This ain't fantasy football. This isn't I really like Odell Beckham. I follow him on Instagram. He's so cool. 
come on, man. This is building a football team. This is why I wouldn't draft Saquon Barkley first. Yes, he is sick. Oh, my gosh. Saquon Barkley is a crazy talent. I'm not taking him first. I'm, not, I, I'm just not. Cowboys drafted Zeke fourth. They already had the best line in the NFL, and they had a Tony Romo at quarterback. I know Romo got hurt and yada, yada, yada. Like, I understood drafting Zeke there. Todd Gurley, top 15 pick. They, there was no other quarterback you could take. It was Winston, Mariota, and then no other quarterback was taken until the third round. It, I mean, you, it's got to make sense. Browns don't need Saquon. Giants don't need Odell Beckham. Remember last year in March, the Giants got Brandon Marshall. Oh, Brandon Marshall, Odell Beckham. We're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they won, what, three games? Uh, they were a disaster. Biggest dumpster fire in the league. Wide receivers don't matter like you think they do. System works. I mean, I, I keep coming back to the Patriots. They got a guy's injured. Who, what do they do? Bill Belichick goes and gets a former lacrosse player. Chris Hogan. Could have been Hulk Hogan for all that matters. And then he puts him a wide receiver and he torches the Steelers in the playoffs. They go to the Super Bowl and win. Like, come on. Just it, it, let's get let's be realistic here. The idea that Odell Beckham is gonna continue to cause you headaches off the field. And he wants 20 million. You know, by the way, that he he's already checked out on uh preseason games. And I listen, I agree there shouldn't be more preseason games. We don't need them. One or two, maybe that. Odell Beckham's like, I'm not playing in the preseason. Like, he's already saying that. The guy hasn't been healthy. Coming off an injury, he's already like, ah, preseason, just give me $20 million. His boss right now is Nike because he's in bed with him. I- I'm just telling you, man, just think about the scorpion and the frog and Odell Beckham. This is what he's going to continue to do. Boy, I don't envy the New York Giants front office. New GM, new head coach. Fossil of a quarterback who's fading fast, but you can't be too you can't be too harsh on him because he's a sensitive little snowflake, Eli Manning. And the media in New York is in in bed with the Giants. They love them. They love Odell. You you want you want to you want to draft Eli's replacement? Well, be ready to face the media. They really love Eli Manning. He won them two Super Bowls. Man, it, it's a tough spot uh, again. I I I have never wavered off this. I think LeBron's coming to the Lakers. I've never wavered off this. I would trade Odell Beckham. Get whatever you can. You go get a left tackle, an anchor left tackle. You go get a boatload of picks. Remember the Herschel Walker deal? Remember how much dividends that paid for the Dallas Cowboys? They built a dynasty on the back of a Herschel Walker trade. Oh, boy. Odell Beckham. And I'm not even giving out the phone number because I know you yahoos out there love Odell. And, oh, he's such a superstar. And uh, Spare me. Shucks! I was going to get to Baker Mayfield, too. We're not done with uh, Baker Mayfield. You know what? We're going to talk about him next because at the Combine, we we already talked about the the NFL team that asked Darius Geis, do you like men? Well, jokingly, an NFL team asked Baker Mayfield, what's your favorite beer? He responded instantly. And then another team said, hey, Baker Mayfield, can we talk? And wait until you hear his response. It's crazy. That's next on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, 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 it's caught me off guard here, Nick. You guys hear this uh, Lonzo Ball's latest rap song? 
It's not bad. He shot one of eight from deep last night. Yeah, I know. Wasn't. I mean, listen, he's playing well. He's a rookie. Whatevs. See uh, Jamal Murray, by the way. Like, yeah, he has, what's he's talking a lot of trashes. Here. I don't get it. It's only but against the Lakers. Too. Well, you know he's a Kentucky guy. Yeah, and there was the De'Aaron Fox Lonzo stuff, and I wonder if he was picking up for his guy De'Aaron Fox. I, it's possible. I mean, he's going after Lonzo twice now. This right. Year. Yeah. But yeah, oh, well, not not much there. So I made the mistake of going on social media during the break. Just see what's going on. Uh, and gee, you know, these New York Giants fans are friggin' insufferable. Uh, 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 Odell Beckham is like our hero. Come on, just be realistic. Come on, man. The media loves Odell Beckham, loves the Giants. They think it's one of the best organizations ever. They love Mike Francesa, the, the, uh, the radio guy in New York who was around there forever and loved the Giants. They love Phil Simms. They, uh, they, they love the New York Giants organization. That's a fact. New York media hates the Jets. They hate the Knicks because of Dolan. They want to like the Knicks, but they hate them. What's the reality in New York? I mean, if you guys don't want to buy into this, fine. But, like, take off the blue, uh, blue-colored glasses and just face the facts. The media in New York... Loves Odell Beckham. They love the New York Giants. They will defend them ad nauseum. Okay, that's a fact. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to get to Baker Mayfield. Did you guys hear what happened to Baker Mayfield at the Combine? Obviously, listen, these coaches are going in with the front office, and they're trying to rattle players during the interview process. And I actually like this. Uh, Monday morning quarterback, uh, Robert Klemko had a great piece about Baker Mayfield going in and meeting with teams. And I I found this fascinating. This is basically what happened every time Baker Mayfield went in to meet with teams at the Combine. First, a coach would diagram a play on a whiteboard. Envision this for a second. Think about this. So you go to the whiteboard. There's a play. Baker Mayfield will run down the protections, the routes, the progressions, how to attack it, whether it's a cover two, cover three, man, man, whatever the defense is. Then the coach erases the play. This is important. The coach... And front office will erase the play from the from the whiteboard, and they'll go into questions. So, who is uh, who's the one teammate you'd like to take to the NFL with you? What's your favorite drink of choice? Are you going to run the forty? Just random questions, okay? And this is the part that I liked. At the end of the interview session, with two minutes left, Baker Mayfield is asked to go back to the whiteboard. Hey, remember that play we talked about fourteen minutes ago that we just diagrammed? Can you draw us back? Can you draw that back for us and, and tell us again how you would operate it? So they tr- they're they messing with your head. And this is smart. This is good interview t- tactics. Except when the Chicago Bears approached Baker Mayfield. The Bears. The Bears come up to Baker Mayfield and say, hey, Baker, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to sit down. Baker Mayfield shot back to the Bears. You guys just drafted Trubisky. What do you want with me? Yo. <laughs> I'm, I mean, listen, I, I think that's funny. I, I'm laughing at it. I, I like the confidence, but I, I'm out on Baker Mayfield. I'm I, I just not in on that. That's not cool. Bro, you're going to be an NFL player. You want to have a long career. You don't know where this league's going to take you. You don't know what's going to happen in Chicago. Y'all know Mitch Trubisky had a, had a comparable rookie year to Jared Goff when Goff was 0-7 in a train wreck with Jeff Fisher. You don't know who's going to be coaching the Bears in three years. You don't know who their GM is. Hell, Pace may get bounced next week. 
Baker Mayfield, like, wisen up, man. The Bears approach you and you say, yeah, you guys just got Trubisky. What do you want with me? That's not the right attitude. That's not what I want. This is also the guy who uh, stood at the podium at the uh, Combine and said, hey, the Cleveland Browns, I'm the quarterback to turn things around. I mean, what? Listen, I like Baker Mayfield a lot. I love his stories and an underdog. I consider myself a longtime underdog, so I'm rooting for him. But this attitude, and I know, I know there's a large segment of people out there who are going to say, hey, man, this attitude is what got him where he is. Well, not totally. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with somebody, um, and I got, a, I got a young son and daughter, and my kid's starting in with the back talk. And anybody who has a kid knows when the back talk starts, it's annoying, man. They just will counter anything you say. Hey, clean up your room. Okay, Dad, after I do this. No, don't, that's back talk. I don't want to hear that. And, and anything. Hey, it's time to do your homework. Oh, can I watch a show first, Dad? I, I really want to see. Dad, uh, can I watch a little of the LeBron game? Hey, can we? let's go shoot hoops. You got your final game of the season tomorrow. Okay, Dad, but what about this, that, and the uh, Stop with the back talk. And so when I brought this up to a parent, you know what their response to me was. Well, Jason, did you back talk? Yeah, it was it was bad. You know, my parents hated it. Oh, well, it kind of got you where you are. Things have worked out well for you challenging authority. Can't hate it that bad. And, I, and I, it made me think. And I was just sitting here like, okay, I get it. But having to deal with that now, what, 15 more years of this? Like, come on. So whether it's back talk from my kid whether it's Baker Mayfield back talk to teams, whether it's Baker Mayfield overconfidence, I just, I don't know. I, I'm just not keen on Baker Mayfield. Love uh, Darnold. I like Rosen a lot. I don't like Josh Allen. Um, and I know some of you out there, well, Jason, what is the favorite kind of beer of Baker Mayfield? And the answer is um, Michelob Ultra and Dos Equis. Eric, any thoughts on uh, Baker Mayfield's beer choice? I, I, I'm cool with the Dosa Keys. Um, Michelob Ultra? Uh, that's a little off to me. I've always been thrown off by the cans with Michelob Ultra. They're, yeah. they're skinnier, taller. What uh, a phenomenal I'm, I'm a Stella that's, guy. There's a beer drinker. Stella, yeah. I'm a Stella guy. Uh, I, I, having moved out here, I got into Modelo recently. Good beer. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's very good. And, of course, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, is at FS1. He's like the Modelo spokesperson. Did you know that? That's crazy to me. So he, we share a dressing room, and he walks in one day. And I was like, dude, I just saw you in a national commercial for Modelo. He's like, yeah, I'm the spokesperson. I'm sitting here like, geez. I mean, the guy's acting. He's a Hall of Famer. He's announcing, and he's a spokesman for beer. I'm like, I need to get on your level. And, and it's not happening anytime soon. All right, before we get to our guest here in a couple minutes, um... I got to talk about Steph Curry. Nick, I know you're NBA honk. Dude, this is not good. This is Steph Curry's fourth ankle injury this year. It's not major, but it's a tweak. And and I'm going to quickly tell you, before you get to your thoughts, Nick. So teams are rushing Curry off the three-point line. He is just killing people from everywhere, like four or five years in a row. So as such, Curry is adjusting. Well, I'm not going to just settle or pass all the time. I'm going to drive. He's shooting more free throws than he ever has in his career. The problem 
his body's not built for that driving into the lane. He's 6'3", what, 180, 190? If that, yeah. And, and that's not good. It's He had ankle injuries earlier in his career. And he adjusted, became a three-point shooter. So now everybody's saying, well, we dare you to drive. And he's driving, and he's doing a good job of it. And he's having an awesome year. But with the drives, I mean, more time in the air, more potential for ankle injuries. And Jason... I'm sure you watched the game. Did you see like the still of when his ankle? It's bad. Kind of this, I mean, this I, has happened four oh times my this God. year. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't break. It, it, the, the ankle almost touched the ground when it spl- like when it turns. I don't. I don't know. So, Jason, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know why he's driving to the lane so much this year because his frame can't really support it. So, but what? I mean, I what's, you got to give what the defense takes you. And I, I got to be honest, I'm uh, you know I'm not a huge guy. I I'm basically a shooting slash point and pickup. I don't want to drive in the lane, dude. I'm not trying to get elbowed in the face, come down on somebody's ankle. It's not fun. No. So I, I like to stay out of the lane, but people know, oh, Jason's not going to drive on me. You know, and I'm like, eh. so sometimes you have to. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, can I just ask you a quick side question? Yeah, just yeah. Because you mentioned you play pickup basketball. Would you rather get just posterized into oblivion or would you rather get your ankles broken? Posterized in a heartbeat. Oh, my. Really? oh wait, wait, wait! Really? It, like an ankle injury or no, just no, not crossed injury, up? Just, just crossed up. Um. Uh, oof. I, I don't know that it really matters. First of all, I'm not playing with guys who are putting up dunks on like House of Highlights. I, on I just, I just, I can imagine you playing pickup basketball. I just, yeah, yeah no, anyway. no. Um, getting crossed up's not that. It's not that bad. People, it looks good on the internet, but I, I mean, unless you're playing with like twelve year olds who freak out. You know, it's not that huge of a deal. I got to say, Warriors lost last night in Portland without Curry. Durant had 40. The supporting cast just isn't that isn't great. I'm sorry, the bench supporting cast isn't that great for the Warriors. Uh, if they don't have Curry, the Rockets are going to go to the finals. That's just how it is. And I love it. Right. You think the, you think the I, Warriors hey, are beating the Rockets I've without Curry? This. You you take out Durant or Curry, not both. I still have them winning it all. No I, it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a big road ahead. But no. no. All right. All right, so you're going to trust James Harden and Chris Paul, two of the biggest playoff chokers ever. We're going to have to talk about this in the third hour. Okay. we got to guess. All right, all right. But remind me. Um, you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a <sighs> whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many. Hooters! All right, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. The Monday morning quarterback's Albert Breer. He's going to try to make sense of these Browns moves, all these trades. But first... Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. Jason, we begin in college basketball where UConn is firing head coach Kevin Ollie, saying in a statement it has initiated disciplinary procedures to terminate his employment for just cause. UConn says it will have no further comment until the completion of its disciplinary process and an ongoing NCAA investigation into the program. Elsewhere, Missouri's second-leading scorer, senior guard Jordan Barnett, was arrested at 3 o'clock this morning by university police on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. And to add to what we were talking about earlier, Dave Matter, who covers Missouri for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, tweeted, quote, According to the Mizzou Student Athlete Handbook, an athlete arrested for driving under the influence 
Bruins will be suspended from team activities for a minimum of one week for a first offense, unquote. On the scoreboard right now in the America East Championship game, Vermont has a 24-21 lead over Maryland-Baltimore County, the Retrievers, with seven minutes left to play in the first half. In the NFL, Adam Schefter reports that free agent cornerback Richard Sherman will formerly meet with the San Francisco 49ers today, while Marcus Thompson of The Athletic reported that Sherman had dinner last night with 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan at a Bay Area bistro called Nick's Next Door. Finally, in the NBA Friday night, the Raptors broke the Rockets' 17-game winning streak despite 40 from James Harden. The Blazers broke the Warriors' 7-game winning streak despite 40 from Kevin Durant. Portland has won 9 in a row. Jason. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Man, we got a good show for you today. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, joining the show now, he needs no introduction. He's always on this show. I think he's close to transitioning to television. That's how good his content is. Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback. Albert, what's up? How are you? You snowed under? I'm doing good. We actually we actually got out of this all right. So, uh, yeah, not much snow for us. Other parts of the state got worse. Good to hear. All right, Albert. Here we go. Cleveland Browns made a million deals yesterday. Um, I, I got to start with this. Are you on board with the Tyrod Taylor move at quarterback? We had been hearing, yeah. even from your Peter King, that A.J. McCarron was in play. I thought Kirk Cousins made sense. Try to make sense, if you will, of the uh, Tyrod Taylor sign, trade. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he's a bridge quarterback for them. And um, look, you know, they're willingness to pay the, the $6 million um, roster bonus that's due next week is an important piece of this, too. Um, you know, the Bills get out from underneath Tyrod's contract, get a third round pick, and they don't have to pay any of the $16 million he's due for 2018. So that's huge for them. He's also only under contract for 2018. And so that changes the dynamic here. And, you know, it just sort of makes it so Tyrod's going to be there. Tyrod's going to be there for 2018. And, you know, I think it increases the likelihood that they draft a rookie in April. Um, and the situation wouldn't be so much unlike the situation in Chicago last year where Mike Glennon was a starter at the beginning of the year and then handed it off to Mitch Trubisky or two years ago in Philly when the Eagles brought back Sam Bradford and um, and drafted Carson Wentz. It's just the new way of doing it. The quarterback position is this sort of overinvestment model, which has been um, you know certainly enabled by the the way the, the rookie salary scale works now. So Albert, as your guess as of now, and I know a lot of things can happen. Do they go Saquon Barkley one, Josh Allen four, or do they go Sam Darnold one, and then you know TBA yeah. whether it's a defender well, or whatever couple things here, J-Mac. First, if you believe deeply enough in a quarterback to take him with the fourth overall pick, why risk it, right? Because if you're drafting a quarterback at four, then you're tying your job security to the guy. So if you feel that strongly about a quarterback, why would you not just take him with the first overall pick? It doesn't make sense. Um, you know, the, 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 the next piece is I think everybody needs to pay attention to is John Dorsey's history, and all you have to do is look back to last year. Made a blockbuster move up the draft board to go and get Patrick Mahomes, and then he got the NFL's rushing champion, Kareem Hunt, with the 86th pick. Mm. Nothing against, it's nothing against Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is a dynamite player. Huh. It's just 
it's a lot easier to find a running back than it is a pass rusher, a left tackle, a corner, and certainly a quarterback. And so I could see them taking Barkley with the fourth pick if he's still there. I can see them taking Bradley Chubb. <laughs> you know, I can see them going a number of different ways at the fourth pick. But if they believe in a quarterback, I don't know that it makes much sense not to take a number one and risk losing your guy because, you know, you thought that you'd get cute and get another great player at the top. Now, that's a great point, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, referencing the Kareem Hunt draft pick. I like that. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't take Barkley one if I were Cleveland. All right, let's pivot to the, uh, the draft. And uh, what are your thoughts really on this Josh Rosen situation? Can he fall to my Jets at six? Because I, I, I just don't see how the Giants are going to pass on a quarterback. I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. This is similar to last year where, you know, I last year I think it was a, a pretty open race between Trubisky and Watson and Mahomes to see who was going to be the first quarterback taken. And I think between the four kids, Allen, Rosen, Mayfield, and Darnold, it's pretty wide open now. Um, and so, you know, little things can, can, can change the dynamic. And one of the reasons why I felt all along that Sam Darnold was the leader in the clubhouse to be the first one taken is because from an intangible standpoint, he's incredible. And so a lot big piece of this is tying your job security to the guy. Like I said with Dorsey, you know, it's, it's, it's how comfortable do you feel like tying your future to the guy. And it takes a to a comfort level with a kid. And Darnold's that guy. Um, Rosen, I think, is going to – Rosen's going to get in that room a lot like Mayfield. And some, some guys are going to love him and think, you know, this guy's intelligent. He's worldly. He's not like a normal football player. And then other teams are going to get in there, and they're going to think they're getting conned. I don't know what Rosen can do to fix that. That's just the perception, you know. And so um, that's the tough thing for, for for Josh Rosen now is that there are a bunch of guys who are going into those rooms and general managers and head coaches who feel like, you know, Rosen is, is, is conning them. I, I, again, I just don't know how you get past that. Conning is so strong. You know what, though? I, I'll tell you this right now. A, a GM use that word with me last week. I felt like I was being conned. Yeah, and it's just, so like, that's a tough thing for Rosen. You know, like, how do you get past that? It's just, there are certain people that have a perception of him, and, um, you know, that's really grown from his three years at UCLA. Um, you know, people feel like, you know, he is, like, like he, he, he can be that way. And so, um, you know, from a personality standpoint, it's going to come down to comfort level for a lot of these guys in making those picks, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this, Albert, this, uh, something you just said led me to a new question. It, yep. Should we read anything into they signed Tyrod instead of A.J. McCarron? Tyrod is more like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, right? Than he is <laughs> Sam Darnold, who is a more, uh, you know, again, is that too much of a reach here? Again, because yeah. if, if you take Tyrod and you take Sam Darnold, the, I mean, they're two totally different skill sets. Your thoughts? I don't think. Okay. I, I don't think. I, I don't think that they've made a decision on who they're going to take with the first overall pick. So I don't think they'd be projecting out. I can see where that would make some sense. I think as much as anything else, this is about taking care of the the the, the, the veteran quarterback spot on their on their roster right now. And you know, the plan for the Browns is going back to when Dorsey got the job was to pull both the veteran and the rookie lever, and so. This takes care of the veteran end of it where um, now you have a guy who you feel comfortable can be your starter in week one. If the rookie beats him out, so be it. But this was always going to be phase one of their plan. And 
you know, I, I, I'm with you. I thought that was going to be A.J. McCarron just because of Hugh Jackson's comfort level with him. Right. Um, you know, but clearly they get a guy who's more experienced in there now in Tyrod Taylor, who I think they believe can be a pretty good resource to whoever the rookie is. All right, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback. Two quick ones here. Uh, Richard Sherman, uh, Seattle hates me because I say part of the reason he was bounced because, listen, he's injured, he's old, they can save money, and, oh, yeah, he's a bit of a locker room nuisance, uh, especially toward Russell Wilson. We read the, the, the great piece from Seth Wickersham, your buddy, you know him, about how you know Sherman could never get over that interception. Dude, is it buyer beware a little bit with Richard Sherman? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a big part. Well, I mean, look, he, he, it's almost like with the guys at the you know combine, where it's you know the most important stuff, the stuff you don't see, is the medical and it's the interview. And I think for Richard, for for, for Sherman going into these places, it's going to be it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be the medical. Like like when teams go in there and they look at the Achilles, they feel like he's going to be ready to go week one, and then it's going to be the interview and how is he going to fit into your culture? Because clearly. All of these guys who are coming out of Seattle um, are coming out of a very unique place where, you know, you were allowed to be in the South and you were allowed to have a big personality, and not everyone is like that. I mean, I can tell you there are teams that weren't going to take on a Michael Bennett, you know, and that the idea of trading for him was just a non-starter. And so there will probably be some teams that will look at other guys coming out of Seattle the same way and say, we don't want to throw a big personality into our mix. That, yep. that said, there are plenty of places that can handle Sherman. Yes. You know, yeah, and can absorb his, absorb his personality. And I think, I think Sherman is also smart enough to, to know that, you know, he's going to have to, that, that he may have to adjust a little bit um, in the way that he conducts his business to fit into the right place from a football standpoint. All right, Albert Breer, final question. A, a have you seen the Odell Beckham video? With the pizza box and the girl and the white lines and the uh, brown cigarette and B, read, do you I have any thoughts? Headline. I read the headline. I haven't. I read the headline. I haven't. I haven't seen the. I haven't seen the video yet. Have you? I'm I assuming have, yeah. you have. Yeah, I have. That's your wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> what Odell Beckham or controversy or, or women and pizza? <laughs> All uh, of the above. Yeah. yeah uh, hey, 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 look, hey, look though. You know, like if you're about to invest in this guy, right? Yep. You're yep, about to invest in this guy twenty million dollars a year. And th- th- you're like you don't have a choice when you pay a guy like that. You make him the face of your franchise. Like that guy has to be out front. Every other player in that locker room is now paying attention to the way that that guy is handled, because you know this as well as I do. The way that the pecking order works in a, in an NFL locker room and a professional sports locker room, that's by salary. Everybody's looking at the way the guy that the guy that's making the most money is is being handled, and so I think this is certainly a concern. You know, and that you know you look at it and. You know, if you're if you're getting ready to pay this guy, this certainly gives you some pause. And if you're trying to set up your program a certain way, if you're Pat Summer and Dave Gettleman, it certainly gives you, you know, gives you something to look at and say, well, you know, we we really need to sit down and talk with him about growing up some. So it's an interesting thing, and and we'll see where it goes. You know, I think you have to be fair about it and let let let, let the facts play out and everything else. But uh, I, I, yeah. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any question that there's some concern when something like that pops oh, up. Oh, yeah. Odell Beckham defenders. All right, Albert Breer, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. I'll see you soon, man. You got you, man. Oh, boy. We got one other guy kind of on board. You, you hear that? Gives you pause. You're making him the face of the franchise. I'm going to have to come back to this topic later in the show, but uh, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, have you noticed that tanking works in baseball, football, 
basketball. But why aren't the architects being kept around to see the fruits of their labor? That's next on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Good stuff from Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback. I'm in total agreement with him about Odell Beckham. If this guy wants $20 million and he's going to continually be a headache, I just, I, I, I mean, is he face of the franchise material? Let, let me ask you this, Eric and Nick. What other franchise has a face that's a wide receiver? I mean, even when Jerry Rice was at the height of his powers, it was still Joe Montana's team. It was still Steve Young's team. Randy Moss, I guess, could be the last one. Maybe Calvin Johnson in Detroit. But Matt Stafford, I mean, had to be the face there. Uh, Maybe Larry Fitzgerald. But Kurt Warner, I guess that's probably the last one. Who was the face of of the Cardinals when they won their Super Bowl? Kurt Warner? Or Larry Fitzgerald? I'd say Kurt. Right? I mean, Kurt had already won a Super Bowl with True, the Rams, but, right? Yeah, right, but it's it's a quarterback's league, Jason. It is. And that's why with Eli on his way out, I don't know. I mean, oh, that is a massive risk. Like, just colossal risk by the Giants. Um, all right, on to tanking. And we briefly touched on this early in the show. The Houston Astros tanked and won a World Series. The Philadelphia 76ers tanked. They're going to the playoffs this year. By the way, Nick, uh, can you look this up while I ramble? How is my 76ers Clippers bet going? Remember, I bet that the 76ers have a better record than the Clippers. I thought that was going to be a lock yeah. when they traded Blake Griffin. Is it tied? Uh, let me, I'm all right, look that up. up yeah. So the 76ers tanked. They got all these picks. They got cap room. They picked up J.J. Redick. They're in the playoffs. They could make some noise in the playoffs. They're set up for the future. The Cleveland Browns. Now, I don't know that they tanked as much as they just sucked, but their GM and their front office went heavy analytics. Cleveland! Stacked draft picks on draft picks on draft picks. Cleared cap room. And, dude, that's why they can absorb, as Breer just said, that $6 million from Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, no problem. We could swallow it. And it ain't going to impact our cap. They can go and make a lot of moves. This team can get better quickly. And I'm going to repeat myself. The Bengals are fading fast. That defense got old. That, <laughs> Jeremy Hill three years ago was like, oh, Jeremy Hill, two, three years ago. Oh, he's he promising running back. Dude, he, he's done. And he's like, he's going to be gone. They got Mixon. Bengals are fading fast. Ravens. Looks like it's near the end. Ozzie Newsom, the great GM, stepping down after this year. Defense, hurting. Flacco, washed. I mean, the Browns have a real shot. To make some noise, get to 500 or maybe 9-7. and seven. Tyrod Taylor got the Bills to the playoffs last year in the AFC. Come on, Nick. What, what do you got? <laughs> uh, no, I think, right. I, no, I think the Browns, you know, they went from zero wins to about four or five. You think they're yeah. going four or five? Yeah. I'm taking the yeah. over. You know, I will great. tell you right now. They're getting the over. So you're saying <laughs> no. Sh- Dude, okay, tell me. Hey, who- four wins, a big upgrade All right, from let's last quickly. year. Okay, are the Dolphins threatening for a playoff spot? No. Hell to the no. Are the Bills? Who's are, they got no quarterback. Nathan Peterman? Come on. Uh, who else? You, I mean, Chargers. I guess your Chargers could be in the mix. Yeah. The Raiders will be better. Chiefs lost Alex Smith. They're going to have Pat Mahomes. I think that's a wait and see. 
Uh, the Colts have Andrew Luck, but not much else. Deshaun Watson. I'm saying the Browns tanked. I think they're going to be in the mix. I like tanking. I'm pro tanking. Tank, 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 tank. By the way, the Chicago Bulls don't know how to tank. They should have a top three pick, and they've screwed it up. Coming up next here on the Big League, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Free Agency, NBA, March Madness. Wow. Just when you're ready to drop our number three on the show, can we get the breaking news thing, Nick? I know you got like a, a little music there. I mean, this is crazy. The Cleveland Browns just made another trade. Did you guys see this? Literally uh, 30 seconds before I came on the air here. The Cleveland Browns have made, what is this, their fifth trade in a week? I mean, I, I can't. I, this is unbelievable. The Cleveland Browns just traded with the Patriots. What the heck's going on? So hold up. All right, I, let, me, let me just slow down here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, the big lead on Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, uh, let me take a deep breath here. Let's try to make sense of this. This is what I love about radio. This is my favorite part. March Madness, and then while the trades are happening in the NFL. And like NBA, that first week in July when uh, NBA free agency is off the hook. So the Browns, now remember, let's back up. So I'll just tell you what happened with the deal. The Browns just dealt defensive tackle Danny Shelton, who was the 12th overall pick in 2015. They just traded him to the Patriots for a conditional draft pick. Now let me pause and let's go back to when Bill Belichick refused to give the Browns Jimmy Garoppolo. You guys remember that? Like, the Browns were willing to offer everything. They were all in. Uh, what do you want for Garoppolo? And the as legend had it, okay, Bill Belichick said, no, you guys fired me way back in the day, and I'm not giving you anything. We'll see. I don't know. I'm going to deal da- Jimmy Garoppolo to, to uh, Shanahan's kid, Kyle Shanahan. Of course, Bill and Mike Shanahan go way back. A- and the theory was Belichick just didn't want to help the Browns. So now... Why is Bill Belichick trading with the Browns? Now, you could say, hey, Danny Shelton's a bust. I, I don't know that. It's been two years. I mean, I, I don't, do we have any numbers on Danny Shelton, Nick? What, what, can you guys pull up anything? I mean, I can't remember him being a total factor. Never heard of him. You never heard of Danny Shelton? I mean, come on. He was a good player. <laughs> I mean, barely. Out. But, yeah, we're looking it up. So, Shelton was a good defensive lineman. I mean, again, he was a 12th overall pick. Uh, I, I don't want to go call him a bust. Let's see. Uh Played in 15 games as a rookie, then 16. He played 13 last year. Sorry, 14 last year. Uh, he has 1.5 sacks in three years, but he's a space eater, a run stopper. I think their run run defense was improved last year. I know that. Um, but if I'm the Browns and Bill Belichick's calling, I, I, I don't know that I'm picking up the phone. I mean, historically, Belichick's been pretty good wheeling and dealing. But the big story is the Browns, this, again, I'm going back to it. This is why you tank. Tanking works. You stockpile draft picks, you clear cap room, and you've got flexibility to do whatever you want. Flexibility is what wins. The salary cap in the NFL has been going up 10 or more million a year for the last five years. 
And now the Browns, thanks to the, thanks to the previous regime, are sitting pretty. They're sitting here, oh, well, trades, yeah, we'll talk to anybody. We've got options. So the Patriots uh, get, get Danny Shelton from the Browns, who made another trade, which is just, just chaotic. I mean, yesterday they acquired Tyrod Taylor. They acquired Jarvis Landry, a good slot receiver. And they acquired the uh, quarterback Randall from the Packers, who's been pretty good. He didn't play last year due to injury. And they gave up on Deshaun Kaiser. I think Kaiser's a smart move, by the way, for the Packers because we know Brett Hundley got exposed. Remember, it's so fun in whether it's college football or the NFL. People love potential. And then you get on the field, and I don't know what we've got here. Brett Hundley sat behind Rodgers for a couple years. He didn't play. Remember out of UCLA? And you're thinking, okay, he's going to make the leap. And then he has to play this year. And pretty quickly it was obvious that, oh, Brett Hundley. Yeah, he hasn't really improved. He had a good game against the Steelers. And other than that, it was not very pretty. And I, I think the ship has sailed on Brett Hundley in Green Bay. And I think the new regime said, all right, we need Aaron Rodgers' backup. Let's get to Sean Kaiser. Kid's only 21 out of Notre Dame, big arm. I thought Kaiser showed me more than Hundley last year, frankly. So I like what the Browns are doing. I like the, I like the Packers trade. Um, getting, getting Kaiser. Anytime you can get a quarterback, it's a win. Uh, I, it, no telling yet on what the Browns got in return for Shelton. But again, this NFL trade madness is off the hook. And free agency is going to be crazy. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, by the way, is fully, fully in the mix to, like, I mean, Denver, Minnesota, the Jets, Arizona. Everybody's going to be going all in for Kirk Cousins. Except the Browns, of course. Um, I want to pivot quickly to what is going on with Odell Beckham. I didn't know that I was going to actually spend this much time today, but the reaction online has been open. And anytime you guys absolutely hate something, <laughs> you know that's like the bat signal to me. Eric, when I see people flipping out and getting angry at me, I know that's a bat signal. Okay, I got to run that back. So I want to tell you a little story that kind of applies to Odell Beckham, applies to a guy like Russell Westbrook, applies to Rob Gronkowski, Richard Sherman, and it's the story of the scorpion and the frog. And, I, and I've, said, I've, I've told this story earlier in the show. Scorpion wants a ride across the river. Asks the frog, hey, can I get a ride? The frog says, no, man, you're going to sting me. I don't want to die. Come on. Scorpion says, hey, man, why would I sting you? I'll kill both of us. Frog says, oh, that's a good point. All right, sure, let's, I'll give you a ride. So halfway across the river, what happens? The scorpion stings the frog. And the frog, as he's dying, and they're both sinking, goes, well, why would you do that? We're both going to die. Scorpion says, hey, man, that's, that's what I do. I can't help myself. I, that's, I, I sting people. I kill things. That's, I'm sorry. And they die. Moral of the story is, listen, people are who they are. They're not really going to change that much. They can say they're going to change. And then they don't. And Odell Beckham is not going to change. New York Giants fans who are sitting here waiting for him to, to grow up and become mature. That's not happening. Randy Moss, one of the best wide receiver talents the NFL's ever seen. Probably number two all-time to Jerry Rice. He never changed his tune. 
He was mouthy. He had attitude. But he was talented. Never won a Super Bowl. Went to New England. They were undefeated. He should have won the Super Bowl. And what happened after that? Do you remember what happened, guys, the year after they went undefeated in New England? Bill Belichick's like, gosh, what is this guy doing? I got to get him out of here. Bye. Randy Moss, super talented. What happened in Oakland? He was dogging it. He didn't want to play. What happened in Minnesota? The second tour of duty. Do you remember that story about the cafeteria where Randy Moss was like throwing this food, like complaining that the cafeteria food in Minnesota was garbage and, and caused a big ruckus? Minnesota's like, geez, I, we're, we're done with this guy. Garbage. And again, I love Randy Moss, one of my favorite athletes to play. But that's who he is. Russell Westbrook was a ball hog and drove Kevin Durant out of town. He won the MVP last year, but it's like, I need help. We're not winning anything. They go get him help. You get another superstar, Paul George. He is a superstar. Nick, don't give me that. He's a top 15 player in the league. He's not on par with Durant, but he's a superstar. They get him Carmelo Anthony. I know he's late in his career. Still a Hall of Famer. He can still shoot. He's putting up 17 a game. So you get Russell Westbrook, these players... And it's the same old Russell Westbrook, second in the league in turnovers, shooting 28% on threes. And the Thunder is spinning their wheels. He is who he is. It's, it's not bad. It's the same with Rob Gronkowski. He's a goofball. That's what he does. He wants to be an actor. He wants to live it up. He wants to go to do keg stands on a boat. That's what he does. And then when it's time to talk turkey on a contract, yeah, I need more money. Well, he's one of the best tight ends of all time. Yeah, but what about, I mean, Gronk, I mean, this bit of a clown. Do we, I mean, we got we got to have him. We got to have Maybe he'll clean up. His, maybe he'll mature. He's 28, 20. Not happening. Gronkowski may not play in the NFL anymore. He may say, I want to go to Hollywood. He's going to be a headache. And that brings us to Odell Beckham. Ladies and gentlemen, he is immensely talented. He's cool. He hangs out with Justin Bieber and Drake. Ladies love him. The Instagram models jock him. The media likes him. And they do like him. And he's a headache. Constantly. Whether he's fighting Josh Norman on the field. Whether he's in such a slump that he celebrates by proposing to a kicking net on the sideline. Like, who does that? Starts this season, last last season, a little slow. What does he do? He celebrates by pretending to pee on a fire hydrant like a dog. Gets penalized. They end up losing the game to the Eagles. And now, last night, the video surfaces. Odell Beckham in a hotel room, what it looks like, or someone's house. A pizza box, a brown cigarette that we don't know what, what it was, and a credit card with three distinct lines ready to go. I mean, what, what are you going to say? We, we don't know what ended up happening. I, I'm not uh, accusing Odell Beckham of anything. But is he the face of your franchise? Are you giving him the $20 million that he wants? I mean, it's March. The guy played a handful of games last year, and he's already on social media saying, I ain't playing in the preseason. I want $20 million. I want to be the highest paid player in the league. I, I just don't get it. These guys, they're not changing. Gronk. Hell, Richard Sherman. And we're going to go deep on Richard Sherman next. Like, guy, they're not going to change. They are who they are. 
If you listen to this show every week, you know who I am. I love sports. I'm not going to talk a lot of politics. I don't really care for that stuff. Obviously, it matters. But I know you don't want to hear it. I see the rival network talking politics all the time, and I see what's happening with their numbers. I see how things are going south for them. You want to take your politics? Go take it on social media. This show, we're going to do sports. I love sports. I'm passionate. I'm going to push the envelope. I'm probably going to tick you off a little bit. And you know what? You're going to download the podcast to see what you missed. And then you're going to come back next Saturday. Be like, man, McIntyre. I can't believe he's going to say that. This is who I am. I like sports. We're gonna, I'm going to challenge you to think differently. I'm going to tell you, coming up next, how to think about the Seattle locker room, which imploded this season. Let me leave you with this. Go back and look at what everybody was saying when the Seahawks acquired Sheldon Richardson from my Jets. Oh, man, that, that's such a talented team. They're going to go they're going to go 13 and 3. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. Go see what the pundit said after it. What did I say on this show? Oh boy. <laughs> that locker room is a powder keg. Be careful. Sheldon Richardson is Sheldon Richardson, Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman. Oh boy. And what happened? So coming up next, I'm going to tell you the noise in the locker room, that's not a good thing. And no, this isn't a shut up and dribble moment. I'll tell you what it is next on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Who's this, Nick? I like this. Who is this? Yeah, I think I know. Wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. Don't, no, no, wait. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the guy who sings the Ballers theme song, right? Yeah. Lil, Lil somebody. L- yes, Lil, you're close. And Lil Wayne, right? There you go. There you go. I know. I, I, well, I don't know this song, but I recognize the voice. And I'm like, you know that Ballers theme song. This is how nerdy I am, guys. If the Ballers theme song comes on when I'm at the gym, I'll just keep hitting repeat like seven times in a row. It gets because the theme song kills. It just crushes, and you want to work out. And uh, I will. This is even worse. So this week, I was at the gym one morning, and the I have this honestly. The March Madness, the ball is tipped, and there you are, one shining moment. I have that on my uh, iPhone. And I listen to that song throughout the workout because it gets me excited for March Madness. I am, I'm a loser like that. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This week, I will put as my alarm when you wake up in the morning, you know, on your phone, I will put the March Madness theme song. And my wife will hear it and be like, you have problems. And I'm like, I don't care. I love March Madness. Real quick, Jason. Go ahead. You go said ahead. earlier that your favorite month is March. Okay, you've said on the show multiple times that your favorite month is also November and October. Can we just can I just oh, clarify? Oh, shucks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, hmm. How do I phrase this? So I think November's amazing because you have NFL, college football, the start of college basketball, the start of NBA. Hockey. Those are, but anyway. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> say hockey. Those are my four favorite sports: college and NBA, NFL, and college football. So, like, that month is off the hook. And you get Thanksgiving, which is, like, great food. So, I guess I would lean November, but I'm telling you, man. I, I March gets me. So, yesterday, my daughter's home sick yesterday. And I'm at the computer working, preparing for this show. And the Alabama, whoever they were playing yesterday, Alabama was playing uh, somebody in the SEC. Auburn, yes, thank you, um, Eric. So, 
Colin Sexton, who's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA, the point guard with, like, the big hair, he does this move in the open court where he goes behind his back and then, like, hands it off. I'm watching it with my little daughter, and she knows I love basketball, and I get her into it. And I just start going ape bleep. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I start freaking out. And my daughter's like, oh, you know, she's all into it. So she picks up her little, she has a basketball, a frozen little basketball, you know, from the movie. One of those mini balls. And she starts, like, trying to put it behind her back. And I'm just, like, going around the house. March Madness is here! You know, I'm just excited. Like, I'm watching this Vermont game. And I'm like, all right, I, t- I took Vermont second half, uh, negative seven and a half. And I'm, like, all excited for Vermont. And, and they're not good. And I can't name a player on their team. And, and I don't, UMBC is like, I don't, but I'm watching it. And I'm into it. And the thing I love quickly about March Madness is that these guys, some these will be the last competitive games that like 98% of these guys ever play. Ever. After this, you know what? You're going out to work in the real world. This is leave everything on the line to get to the NCAA tournament, to be a Cinderella. And all these guys are going to go and they're going to work, be accountants. And some of them are going to be teachers. And some of them are going to be maybe working at FS1. Who knows? I'm just saying, this is their last shot. This is put everything on the line. And it to me, there's just something cool about that and sports and college. I don't know. Do you guys remember the end of your college? I mean, I could still vividly remember like the last week. I was on campus. You graduate. You party hard. And then you leave campus. And it's like, uh-uh, uh, life starts. And I mean, I'll never forget that moment. Now, I haven't been back to campus since I graduated because it's a little depressing. You know, like college is so easy. You play video games, you go to class, you just hit on girls, goof around, go to the gym, play basketball. Like, there's no worries. Well, I, obviously, I got to thank my parents for paying for my college experience. Um, but it's like, it, it's fun. like live it up, people. Honestly, it's tough out there in the real world. You think I'm? You think I'm boozing three nights a week now? <laughs> Not happening. You think I'm going to, hey, do you need a spot? Yeah, I've said that to girls at the gym. When I was in college, you know, you see them in class, you kind of know them. Hey, hey, you need some, I mean, come on, it's college. What do you have to lose? Nothing, nothing at all. Enjoy college, enjoy March Madness, and let's go Vermont. All right, I got to quickly talk about Richard Sherman. Uh, Richard Sherman and Seattle. Well, hold on. We're, we're going to do college basketball picks next, right up it, within, like, the next five minutes. We were going to try to get Jay Billis, but they're now talking about his uh, his show's going to go on long on ESPN, so he's not going to be able to join us. So we'll do picks next. But real quickly on Seattle, I, I just don't understand why people can't see this. Okay? Richard Sherman runs his mouth in the locker room for years. Whether it's at Michael Crabtree, whether it's at Tom Brady, it just doesn't matter. They're winning. He's on top of the world. They're going to the playoffs every year. They're Super Bowl contenders. It's fine. That works. You put up with headaches when you're winning. Well, guess what happens when things go south? Nobody wants to deal with that headache anymore. You think people want that locker room where Richard Sherman's popping off and ripping Russell Wilson? And yes, he was ripping Russell Wilson. That's why they tried to trade him last year. 
That's how you know the Seahawks want nothing to do with Richard Sherman when they tried to trade him last year. I mean, the story came out. He could never get over that goal line interception against the Patriots. The guy who's joined the show before, Seth Wickersham, he wrote the story. And at first, Seattle tried to deny it, and then Richard Sherman copped to it. Yeah, man, that's that's who I am. And that's who Richard Sherman is. He's going to speak his mind. And you know what? It's worked for him for much of his career. This guy was at Stanford. He's an underdog story. He came out of Compton, got to Stanford, was a wide receiver, knew he had a better chance at quarterback. They told him to change positions. He's a mid to late round draft pick, and boom. He blows up and becomes one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he was probably, I need a judge's ruling on this, Eric. Was Richard Sherman the best or was, I mean, I think Revis was ahead of him, right? Sherman was a lockdown. I mean, it's tough. Bottom line, like the Odell Beckham situation, Richard Sherman was a top five cornerback in the NFL for a good five years. Easily. Easily. Okay. And you can run your mouth on the field. And you can say in the locker room, well, hey, maybe we should bring in Kaepernick. And and go look at Michael Bennett, who was great and and a smart individual, a great defensive lineman. Production wanes a little bit. He's mouthing off in the locker room. They can save money on him. Richard Sherman's got an Achilles injury. We know cornerbacks fall off a cliff at 30. We saw it happen to Revis. You guys remember Namdi Asamoah? Awesome cornerback with the Raiders. Eagles offer him a boatload of money, and he's and he's 29. First year, okay. Second year, terrible. Bye. Out of the league at 32. If you want to go to your place of business and run your mouth and talk a lot of smack, back it up. And if you want to keep doing that when you're not backing it up, like Richard Sherman, play waned a little bit at times this year. Then he got hurt. Then they looked at the salary numbers, and you add all that stuff up. Yeah, we tried to trade him last year. We're going to dump him now. So Seattle, I know you hate me. I know a lot of Seattle writers, all these people. It's so funny how clubby the media is. The clubby New York media is angry at me now on social media because I said the media protects Odell Beckham. I went after Richard Sherman this week, did some truth-telling, and all of a sudden the Seattle Seattle beat writers all ganged together. What? No, that, that is wrong. It has nothing to do with his locker. Sure, sure it doesn't. Michael Bennett, yeah, the Vegas thing and... You know, lying about the police. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. It's the locals, Jason. Come yeah, on. we're just going to move on. So, folks, just a reminder. The scorpion and the frog. I-, I just love that story. Apply it to life. Apply it to sports. It works. Granger, brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. To help keep your facility running, Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up next here on the show, we're talking college basketball picks, NCAA tournament fun, little Grayson Allen, that's next, but first, 
Here's Isaac Lowenkron with the latest in sports. Jason, we begin in college basketball where UConn is firing head coach Kevin Ollie, saying in a statement it has initiated disciplinary procedures to terminate his employment for just cause. UConn says it will have no further comment until the completion of its disciplinary process and an ongoing NCAA investigation into the program. In a related story, former UConn head coach, Jim Calhoun told Dom Amore of the Hartford Courant, quote, UConn for 33 years has been a special place for me, and I'll help any way I can moving forward, unquote. But what does he mean by that? To be continued. Anyway, elsewhere, Missouri's second-leading scorer, senior guard Jordan Barnett, was arrested at 3 o'clock this morning by university police on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. On the scoreboard right now, it's the America East Championship game. Vermont with a 49-43 lead over Maryland-Baltimore County with 12 minutes left to play in the second half. In the NFL, multiple outlets report that the Cleveland Browns are trading defensive tackle and 2015 first-round draft pick Danny Shelton to the Patriots for a conditional pick. And Adam Schefter reports that free agent cornerback Richard Sherman will formally meet with the San Francisco 49ers today while Marcus Thompson of The Athletic reported that Sherman had dinner last night with 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan at a Bay Area bistro called Nick's Next Door. Jason, back to you. Man, that is an in-depth reporting, Isaac. Thank you. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. It's March. I'm fired up. A lot happening in the NFL. Interesting uh, tweet that uh, someone just sent me via DM uh, from a fellow by the name of Andrew Brandt. Uh, I know Brandt a little bit. He's a Philly guy, worked in the Packers front office, I believe was integral in uh, bringing Aaron Rodgers to the draft situation. I guess they got him late first round. Relax. And here's something Brandt said. Valuable players with high salaries. Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, Robert Quinn, Alec Ogletree, Akib Talib, Mo Wilkinson, Mo Wilkerson, Jarvis Landry are being released or traded for low round draft picks. The continued devaluation of NFL veteran players. That is a little scary. If you're a veteran, you're on the chopping block. You better produce because it's pretty clear teams would rather get low draft picks or cheaper players. So if you're an NFL veteran, you better get your mind right. This is going to be a wild free agency in the NFL. Again, I'll repeat it. The salary cap is going up. There are going to be A lot of teams throwing around money. My New York Jets better be one of them. They've done nothing here. I mean, dumping Wilkerson was a no-brainer. I I need you to go get a cornerback. A lot of needs for the Jets. We'll dive deep into that next week, depending on how things go in free agency. But I think it'll be a hot topic. Kirk Cousins, obviously, will be the number one guy. Actually, before we get to the NCAA picks, uh, Eric and Nick, I need your guess on who Kirk Cousins signs with. Um, you know, I don't buy that report that he's down to four teams. I think a lot of teams are in the mix. I think he's going to want to get paid. And what do you, what's your prediction for where Kirk Cousins goes? You know, I still like Denver. 
I'm not going to lie, Jason. I like Cleveland for a little bit, but after the Tyrod thing last year, that derailed me. So I just think, I really think that John Elway is going to, he's got to get Kirk, right? Because, I mean, who else? He's not going to go Brock. He's, there's no one really else in the, I mean, unless they trade up. I don't know, Jason. I, I like I like the Broncos getting Kirk. Okay. Uh, and Eric, your prediction? I would, I mean, my prediction, I don't know as far as prediction-wise, but I would like to see him go to Arizona, man. What? I would like to see him go to Arizona. Why? I don't know. Like, you know, they're, they need a, a, they're looking, they're in this transition area. I think he could slide in perfectly. They have weapons. David Johnson coming back healthy next season. Him tossing to Larry Fitzgerald, that would help him out a ton. Um, hmm. I think, I, I don't know. I mean, know. it's a rebuilding team. In a tough division where Jimmy Garoppolo is king, uh, where the Rams, the Rams are in that division, right? I mean, the Rams are a Super Bowl contender now, and Seattle slipped a little, but they still got Russell Wilson. I don't, I, I don't think Arizona is that attractive. Uh, maybe the weather and for the tax purposes, and he is married, so uh, I, you know what? I, I want the Jets to get him, but I'm actually thinking he's going to go to the Vikings. And I, I stand by what I said. The Vikings will be the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC if they get Kirk Cousins. I mean, I, I, I just, two awesome receivers, elite defense. It seems stacked. This team is ready. I mean, tell, Case Keenum got him to the NFC title game. So those are the predictions on Kirk Cousins. We should know in, I guess, a few days. All right, time to get to brackets. Uh, it's, t- it's the only thing that I don't like about the show, and I love everything. You never know when the executives are listening. The brackets come out tomorrow, so I won't be able to spend three hours on a show breaking down the brackets. By the time we're on next Saturday morning, there'll be 32 teams left. So we'll be halfway through the tournament. So, I, I you know, blind without brackets, it's tough. And, you know, listen, I, I gave out Florida last week as a team I like a lot. I was so disappointed in them last night. I mean, this Arkansas team, they weren't bad, but Florida doesn't it doesn't look like the, something's missing from them offensively. So, I mean, I'm not out on the Gators. I still have some futures plays uh, for, the, for the Gators, and I'm hopeful. But, frankly, I don't think they're going to win the title. I think when you really look at it, Obviously, people are going to like Virginia and want to take Virginia. I, 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 I don't see them winning the championship. I, offensively, they're, they're a liability. Uh, defensively, they're great, but offensively, they've got some questions. I don't think Virginia's going to win. I would not bet on Virginia to win the title. I, I made a list here of teams that I like. Virginia's not on it. Villanova, obviously, love them. Depth, coaching, been there before. Villanova's very good. Odds won't be great. Michigan State, two great players who will go in the lottery, but massive guard issues, and you know in March, guards guards rule. Guards rule, and that's why I'm out on Purdue. Uh, remember, I came on this show a while back, and uh, Jason Whitlock, my colleague at FS1, was texting me saying, dude, Purdue, long odds to win the title. And they were like 21-2, and two, and they were just destroying people. They peaked too early. I'm I'm out on Purdue. I, I will I will not put any money on Purdue to, to do any damage. Uh if you're looking for sleeper, listen, I like Nevada a lot. They just got pummeled last night by San Diego State, which is on fire. Uh they had a kid, San Diego State did, a couple years ago who was gonna be a lottery pick. And then he stayed and they're like, huh, I wonder what's wrong with him. No, I'm not talking about Kawhi Leonard. Uh a kid by the name of Malik Pope. 
Very talented player from out here in California. And he's leading them in scoring. They're hot right now. They might be one of the hottest teams in the country. They beat Nevada by 17. They were up by 30 at times. Um, so keep an eye on San Diego State. They're playing in their conference title game today. Uh, let me see if I can give out two more before we hear go to break here. That's a firm no on Cincinnati. Sorry. Just, I, I, if you, you're asking me if they're going to go to the Final Four, I don't think so. I, I'm no, no thank you on Duke. Defensively, they don't play well enough. I, I, I know I shouldn't do this. I know I should not do this, but I, I do believe Bob Huggins as a, a smart, which is crazy for West Virginia, smart team, veteran point guard in Javon Carter. I think West Virginia has the goods to get to the Final Four. Another one is Gonzaga. I know they were there last year, and they lost a lot. They're very good. I, I'm, I'm in on Gonzaga's chances. It's all about the draw. But if you ask gun to head, I would say Villanova right now is my number one team to win it. I would say Michigan State's two. I like Michigan a lot. Um, I like that Xavier team, but that collapsed last night. And you never want to overreact to what you just saw. Okay, Xavier collapsed badly against a tired Providence team. It was an embarrassing uh, letdown there at the end. But the beauty of March Madness this year, none of these teams are great. There is no considerable favorite. It's going to be an awesome tournament. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to take a lot of underdogs. You want to follow me on Instagram or social media, I'll be posting my picks. Uh, and, and I post them, and I, I keep track of them, and I'll tell you this. I've destroyed the last two years of the tournament. And that's not me bragging. Those are the facts. Those are the numbers. I went on a nice trip uh, to Hawaii recently that was paid for with winnings, largely from March Madness last year. And I post the picks on the website. I know that, oh, Jason, you're bragging. You're a clown. Hey, maybe I fall back and re- revert to the mean I, I've just had this good run in March Madness. Now, the last couple days, I've taken some some beatings, but I'm going to bounce back strong next week. All right, coming up next, we close the show. I, I, I've i got a theory that I've run by you earlier in the show. I, I just want to refine it to add Odell Beckham to Russell Westbrook and Rob Gronkowski. That's next on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Vermont really struggling to put away UMBC. I know everybody cares. Hey, uh, Nick, just this just hit me. I talk with Chris Broussard about this on his podcast. We do a debate every week. Yeah. Hope you're listening to that, by the way. The debates are spirited. I actually do. All right, good. What happens to Russell Westbrook's legacy if Paul George leaves him after the season? So, we will have had Kevin Durant leave him after eight years together. We will have had Victor Oladipo not look good with him, and Victor Oladipo is an all-NBA player this year. Victor Oladipo should be third-team all-NBA. He has been tremendous, carrying the Pacers to the playoffs, and now Paul George will leave him. And then I'm going to add this one. It's unlikely. (laughs) Carmelo Anthony has a player option next year. He's due $27.9 million. Normally, you'd say, well, nobody's going to pay him that. He's got to just take the money, $27 million. What if he's so unhappy, hates it so much that he says, I'm, I'm walking away from that money. I want to go play somewhere else for like a mid-level exception. I'll leave $20 million on the table. If Paul George and Melo leave him, what is Russell Westbrook's legacy? Well, it's not great. I'll not great! Maybe, maybe, maybe Stephon Marbury level. Ooh. I mean, here's the thing. You know I'm a big Westbrook fan. Oh, that's here's good. The- Can I, Nick, I need to steal that. All right, well, like, you, you, you have before. It's okay. Just I, 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 That is tremendous. Look, Hold here's up. the thing, Jason. It, now, Let me look it up. Here's the thing. Is it is it because that Russell Westbrook 
because is that the reason why the Thunder are just as good, just as good, quote unquote, as last year? Is, is Russell Westbrook, even though he's averaging basically a triple double again this year? So what? So what? Melo is a ball stopper and he's old. I mean, in, in this, I'm Jason, not saying he's great. Jason, but never, never when the never when the Lakers got pout, never when they got. Uh, Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. Remember, everyone thought, oh, that's it. The Western Conference is over. And they barely squeaked in the eighth seed. I mean, can you just give well, Russell I think, Westbrook— Well, did Nash get hurt first week or something? Yeah, he, it, it, Nash was, was busted up the whole season, really. But, I mean, come on. You, just, you Can you give Westbrook just a little bit, even like over a six months, to get a, get, to get a little bit? How about six months? The Boston Celtics— Revamped like their entire team. Well, how are and they, they're good. They're going to win fifty five or well, sixty how games. They, uh, Celtics are falling back a the, little the bit. The excuses though. people will go to to defend Russell Westbrook. And, and okay, and and the ridiculous extremes Gosh. people go to go against Westbrook too. Jason, come on. I I actually think the best thing you said was he could be Stephon Marbury. I I, I just I'm not in on Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's never going to win it. Uh, here's the thing I'll say. How I love do you just? Him. How he's do not you not adjust your game? He probably won't win a title, Jason. I'll admit probably that won't to you. win a title. Shit, Russell Westbrook's never going to get to the finals again. Come on, Russell Westbrook win a title? I don't think they're winning a round in the playoffs this year. Are they? Oh, it depends on where they see. Man, Jason. There's I mean, a lot, listen. A lot and, of people and, don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So I mean, uh, I think they'll, uh, let they'll me at least make you. the eight seed. But. The the Pelicans lost Cousins. They have passed. The Thunder. Yep. Portland has passed the Thunder. Jimmy Butler's hurt and out. I mean, he may not return. We don't know. He says he's going to come back for the playoffs. I, I, I mean, I don't know. They haven't. The, the Timberwolves have not folded worse than the Thunder. I just, I. what's the problem then? Is it anybody but Russell Westbrook? Come on, guys. Well, if, if Paul George leaves. Nobody wants to play with Westbrook. That's the takeaway. I'm sorry. All right. Um, damn it. This one, and a, one and a half games, guys, separates the Thunder from, what is that, 11th, 10th place? Oh, gosh, if they miss the playoffs. 38 and 29 in 7th, and the Utah Jazz are 36 and 30, two spots out of the playoffs. I just, I and, don't get the rush. And, Jason, when does when does Billy Donovan get any blame? Oh, when have yeah. have ever heard God Billy Donovan somebody. ever? He never gets. When have you ever heard his name at all? It's always Westbrook. Westbrook. Never Donovan. That's weird. With LeBron and the Cavs struggling, everybody's. Who are they blaming? Let's see. Are they Kevin Love? Ty, Ty Lue? I mean, it's like, come on. The star player, LeBron, got killed for January. What did he do? Responded, averaging a triple double in February. When is Russell Westbrook going to change his game? Wait a minute. You just said, yeah, LeBron a, a whole month in January, triple-double. Yeah. Westbrook did that for a whole year, and he's about to do it again this year, Yes, Jason. but Cleveland turned the corner. They were slip-sliding down, and now they're fine. And I know it's the East, but he <sighs> turned the—LeBron changed his game a little bit in February, adapted to the new guys. I haven't seen Westbrook change his game, Nick. I just have not. If you're Russell Westbrook, and you know you have Paul George and Carmelo Anthony— you got to change what you can. They got Steven Adams, who's a really good player. They got four really good players. So what we're going to do is blame Billy Donovan, right? Okay. I mean, I guess you could. Him. Just you, There's no questions out there. I mean, he, can, can he, has he really 
you know, made it a point to where, oh, Melo's going to do this. Paul George's going to do this. Westbrook is who he is, like you said. But has he really managed Melo and Paul George to where he fits around Westbrook? You like guys that fit around a certain player for a team, right? So, Nick, I got hired at FS1 to be part of a TV show. And you quickly realize, like, oh, this the, the show's going to change. And, Jason, I would like you in more of this role. Yes, sir. I like TV. I want to be on TV. I will adapt. So Jason changed this thing. So, you know, I'm always asking for feedback. What do I need to do? How should I approach things? I'm willing to change to get better, to improve. I solicit feedback on this radio show. More of this, less of that. Got it. Less of this, more of that. Understood. I follow what they tell me. Change. Nobody can tell Russell Westbrook anything. He don't want to listen. I'm Russell Westbrook. I'm going to dunk on people and average a triple-double. Well, it's not really helping us, Russ. You're second in the league in turnovers. You're shooting 28% from threes. Is he changing? Are you seeing any demonstrative change? Steph Curry, I I just love this. Steph Curry gets Kevin Durant. Does he complain? No, he changes his game. We've got Kevin Durant now. I'll I'll play differently. Steph Curry, we need you to start driving more because they're taking away the three. I will drive more. I'll get to the foul line more. It's led to more injuries, but injured. You can't blame that's Come on. You can't blame him for that. <laughs> I know. Oh, this Vermont game is heated. March Madness, 60 to 60. Two minutes left. I'm telling you, all 10 players on the court are not playing in, in the NBA. Maybe one or two could latch on in Europe, but this is the last time they're, they're going to play on national television for all the seniors. Enjoy March Madness. The podcast will be up if you want my college basketball picks. Enjoy the weekend. I'm out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.